2: Colgate,
1: Colgate presents Bill Stern with a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel, And tonight... Bill Stern's 1946 All-American Team.
0: Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look in. you'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate Brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern bringing you the 340th edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Featuring strange and fantastic stories. Some that are legends, others mere hearsay. But also interesting, we'd like to pass them along to you. Our guest tonight is the famous football star of the Washington Redskins, Sammy Ball. But before we bring you the famous Sammy Ball in person... Let's begin with real one, portrait of a blacksmith. Many years ago, according to the story, just before the turn of the century, in Australia, there lived a blacksmith. His name was Bob, and he was one of the best blacksmiths in Australia. Bob was a blacksmith because he loved horses. In fact, he loved horses so much that he finally bought himself a racehorse. Oh, it wasn't much of a racehorse. In fact, this horse had never won a single race. That is, never won a race until one day when a strange accident took place. As Bob was getting his horse ready for that race, Bob accidentally dropped a bottle of whiskey. Before he could sweep up the broken pieces of glass and clean up the whiskey, which spilled out on the floor, the horse began to lap up the whiskey. That afternoon, the horse won its first race. Bob was amazed. Why should a horse that had never won before suddenly start to win? Could it be that whiskey that the horse had drunk? Immediately, Bob decided to find out. One week was to run another race. This time, Bob purposely gave his horse some more whiskey and once again, the horse proceeded to win. Now Bob was sure that it was the whiskey that was making the horse win and so, thereafter, before each race, Bob secretly gave his horse more whiskey and the horse proceeded to win one important race after another. The horse won the Melbourne Cup, the Sydney Stakes, and finally, the Australian Grand National. By now, this horse had become the most famous racehorse in all of Australia, but people couldn't understand why this horse, this horse, that had never been should suddenly begin to win Australia's three biggest races. And then, then the story broke. The news leaked out that the only reason that the horse was winning was because it was being fed whiskey before each race. It was the scandal of the day, even though Bob calmly replied, Sure, sure, I give my horse whiskey. There's no law against it. But the public refused to let the incident die down. And so finally, Bob was forced to sell his horse. And soon after, he quietly left Australia and came to the United States where he became a prize fighter, a famous prize fighter. That's the story. The story is told to me of a racehorse being fed whiskey that sent a man named Bob to America, where he became a famous prize fighter. But that's still not the end of the story. For after Bob's fighting days were over, according to the legend, he stayed on in the United States because he'd become interested in a new cause. He became a leader in the Prohibition Party, which was then just trying to make drinking illegal in this country. Bob traveled from town to town speaking on the evils of drink. He gave this new Prohibition Party all of his time. He tried his best to convince America that this country would be better off without liquor. He vowed that he would live to see Prohibition become a national law in America. And strange as it seems, he did live to keep that vow. For on the very day that Congress officially acted on the Prohibition law and the day that America became dry, Bob was found in dead in bed. And so it was that a man who left Australia because he fed whiskey to a racehorse came to this country to become a famous prize fighter, and then used his vast influence to make it illegal for the country to drink whiskey, the very liquor that had given him a start. Oh, yeah. There's one more thing you might like to know. You might like to know Bob's full name. I said he became a famous prize fighter, and he did. So famous that he won the heavyweight championship of the world. You see, Bob's full name was Bob Fitzsimmons. Profile of a prohibitionist who got his start through a drunken racehorse. Real, too. The name of Robert Feller, star of the Cleveland Indians, shines brightly in baseball. And as you might expect, a champion like Bob uses the shave cream of champions, Colgate Brushless, where Bob Feller says,
1: Colgate Brushless Shave Cream is a straight-fast one with me. It's a treat to work with a brushless shave cream that makes my tough whiskers so soft, they shave off slick as fuzz. I spread on Colgate Brushless straight from the jar. Go over lightly with my razor, and the old face is smooth as a button. Thanks, Bob.
0: Men like the mighty feller. you'll find that Colgate Brushless Shave Cream does a great job on tough whiskers and sensitive skin. Just spread this fluffy, light cream straight from the tuber jar over your skin and shave it off. Colgate Brushless keeps moist to the last razor stroke. Gives you a shave that's quick, cool, and clean, and it never dries or irritates your skin. Leaves no smarter sting. And at the finish... Colgate Brushless rinses off your face and your razor in a flash because it's not gummy or greasy. You couldn't ask more from a shave scene, so why put up with less? Treat yourself to a champion shave. Get a tube or jar of Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions tonight. And if you're not completely satisfied with Colgate Brushless shave cream, just mail the top of the carton back to me. Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. And I'll see that you get double your money back. Ask for Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. It's light and it's right. Reel 3. Portrait of December the 7th. Tomorrow is the 7th of December. That's a date that America should never, never forget. For five years ago tomorrow, on another 7th of December, the Japs struck their sneak attack at Pearl Harbor. This is the story of a Jap, and strangely enough, it begins on another December the 7th. This Jap's name was Kito Horacho. He was a professional wrestler in Japan. That is, Kito Haracho was a professional wrestler in Japan, and a good one, until one day he was arrested. Kito Haracho was arrested and charged with murder. Immediately, Kito Horacho was taken to jail. However, when this Jap wrestler arrived in court for his trial, the judge could not find the papers that contained the murder charge against him. And from that day on strange things began to happen. Not only did Kito's case never come to trial, but he could never find out who he was accused of murdering. The Japanese police told him that all the papers pertaining to his case had somehow been lost. But even though the police claimed that they had lost the papers containing the murder charge against Kito Horacho, they refused to release him and they kept him in jail. Months dragged by, then a year, two years, three years, until finally Kito Horacho had been in prison for four years, And still the Japanese police refused to release him, even though they could not find the papers to tell him who he was accused of murdering. That is, they could not find these papers until one day a Japanese judge, in going through an old filing cabinet, suddenly came across the missing papers. Immediately the judge sent for the prisoner, and as the prisoner walked in, it was the judge who spoke first.
1: My poor man, a grave injustice has been done you. I find from these papers that you have been in prison for four years. Is that correct? That is right. They tell me I am charged with murder. But every time I ask who is the victim of murder, they tell me they do not know because the paper containing that charge is lost. I have found that paper. It was misplaced. You are charged with the murder of a man named Kito Uracho. K I Kito Uracho, but that is me. I am Kito Uracho. I could not murder myself. I have always said those charges were lost on purpose to keep me in jail. When
0: the judge realized that Kito Haracho was charged with murdering himself, the judge had to let Kito go. To this day, nobody knows for sure whether those papers charging Kito Haracho with murder were really lost or if those papers were just purposely mislaid to keep him in jail. But that's the story of a former wrestler in Japan who was in jail for four years, charged with murdering himself. After Kito Horicho was released from jail, he was so bitter at Japanese justice that he left Japan hoping to have better luck in Hawaii. And in Hawaii in 1941, his luck did turn. For that year, he bought himself a $2 ticket on the Argentine sweepstakes. And since his ticket was the only winning ticket, Kito Horicho won $200,000. As soon as the officials of the Argentine sweepstakes were sure that Kito Horicho was the only winner, they sent him a telegram to tell him of his good luck. That telegram arrived in Pearl Harbor on a Sunday morning in December of 1941. It was immediately delivered to Mr. Horacho, who never even had a chance to read it, because just as he received it, the Japs struck their sneak attack at Pearl Harbor. Bombs came bursting down, death and destruction rained from the skies, and when it was all over, when it was over, they found Quito Horacho buried under the debris. He was dead, and in his dead hands still lay the unopened telegram that he had just received. A telegram that when they took from the dead man's hand read Congratulations, you hold the winning ticket on the Argentine sweepstakes worth two hundred thousand dollars. You are the luckiest man alive. Portrait of the luckiest man alive who was dead. Real four
1: Arthur Gary. What's your stubble trouble? Tough whiskers? Sensitive skin? Forget it, brothers. There's a light, fluffy shave cream, Colgate Brushless, made for that combination. Colgate Brushless softens your whiskers down to the skin line, keeps moist and active clear through your shave, gives your razor the perfect assist for a smooth, clean, close shave with nary a snag or pull. And because it's not greasy, gooey, or gummy, but light and fluffy, Colgate Brushless Shave Cream rinses off your razor and face jiffy quick. As for Colgate Brushless Shave Cream tonight. It's light and it's right. And now, back to Bill Stern.
0: Real 5, Colgate's camera close-up of Washington, D.C. In Washington, D.C., there lives one of the greatest stars of professional football, Sammy Baugh, the Washington Redskins. To bring the famous Sammy Baugh to our microphone, this is Bill Stern switching you from where I'm standing in New York City. The next voice you hear will be the most famous professional football player
2: in the world, Sammy Baugh, speaking from Washington, D.C. Good evening. This has been a great year for pro- professional football in our game and New York next Sunday. Should be a thriller. For we on Redskins know that New York Giants are a great team. But Bill, speaking of great teams, I understand that this year's All-American football team, as selected by you, is going to appear on the screens of the nation's movie theaters next week in the MGM Newsreel. However, I'm going to announce your 1946 All-American team tonight. At the end you picked Barney Poole of Army and Burr Baldwin of UCLA. At the tackle positions, you selected Walt Barnes of LSU and Dick Huffman of Tennessee. And at the guards, you picked Mastrangelo of Notre Dame and Agassi of Illinois. While at center, you selected Paul Duke of Georgia Tech. In your All-American backfield this year, Bill, you chose for quarterback John Lujak of Notre Dame. Your halfbacks were Davis of Army and Trippy of Georgia. And at the fullback, you selected Doc Blanchard of Army, a great all-American team. This is Sammy Boy in Washington, returning you to Bill Stern in New York. Thank you so much. Good luck and good night, Sammy Ball. Uh,
1: just a minute, Bill Stern. Before you say good night, I'd like to present Gene Arneal, radio editor of Motion Picture Daily. Mr. Arneal.
2: Each year, Motion Picture Daily asks 600 radio editors from coast to coast to vote on their favorite radio stars. And once again... For the seventh year in succession, you, Bill Stern, have been voted by the radio editors of the United States and Canada the most popular sports commentator in the nation. A great honor, and one you richly deserve. Congratulations, Bill Stern.
0: Thank you, Gene. And through you, may I thank Motion Picture Daily and all the radio editors from coast to coast. But tonight, I'm going to accept this trophy for the man who really earned it, Graham McNamee. He taught me everything that I know. And I'd like to present this in his memory to the Graham McNamee Memorial. In my opinion, he was the greatest sports announcer that ever lived. That's the 3-0 mark for tonight. Next Friday evening, we'll be back same time, same stations. Our guest next Friday will be the famous speedboat racer and orchestra leader, Guy Lombardo. So be sure and be with us next Friday evening, same time, same stations, when we present as our special guest, one of America's most famous band leaders, the one and only Guy Lombardo. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the news of the day newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now until next Friday night at this very same time, this is Bill Stern wishing you all a good good night. Bill Stern, the Corga shaped man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Corgert-shaped man, had lots to say. He told you tales of
2: sports, you wrote The inside dope, he really know. So listen in next Friday night,
1: C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Ladies, right now there's a worldwide shortage of fats to make soap. And that's why the women of America are asked to keep on saving used fats. Keep on selling it to your butcher. Remember, used fats are needed to make soap. So fill it in and turn it in.